0: Floating away in the glory, I'm flying away, me. flying, floating, and drifting today, hallelujah, in every way, it's fresh, new glory, fresh and new glory tonight. <laughs> let your personalities be filled with fresh glory right through your eye sockets and your ear balls amen drink the glory through your nose <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's time for a Holy Ghost overdose Glory
1: you
0: flutter around in the glory a little
1: bit. Entering the kingdom like little children means
0: carefree. Time to do finger painting with God. (laughs) He don't even mind if you eat the paste. (laughs) There's an impartation on eating the paste with God tonight. You can chew your erasers off your pencils. It's fine. Hallelujah. You ever bite your pencils? They get covered with bite marks? That's encouraged in the glory. Everything fun and free. In heavenly glory. (laughs) so <laughs> sweet It does take a minute Rosa, Holy Get washed in fresh freedom glory smells
1: so sweet
0: with fresh glory. That's what he's doing tonight. He's washing through your DNA. Your entire existence. I got a verse for it. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Which means... The spirit's gonna change your DNA. He's gonna wash you from being human beings to being bright spirit beings. What is the word of God, brother? I'm glad you asked, just like that. What is the word of God? I tell you, the word of God is Matthew chapter 13 and 43. And they shall shine forth in the kingdom of their Father as the sun. Amen. He's talking about you now. And the righteous shall shine forth in the kingdom of their father as the son you're gonna shine through everyone and there won't be anything left to dim your shine in the glory you just turn in your Bibles now so you don't end up with the golden cow. Shabbat. <laughs> Matthew 13. It don't matter what translation as long as you're translated. <laughs> Scroll all the way down.
1: Ooh.
0: Here we are. Oh, it's highlighted. We've been in this realm before, but how many of y'all know, it's a greater glory. There is a greater glory, (laughs) holy, than ever before. One thing you discover about the simplicity of the word, it's new every morning. If it's stale, you're in the wrong realm. You're in the realm of the natural if it's fresh and it's not even so much as it's a new word because it's the same word because God never changes he is the Word of God it's how the soul is experiencing it by being eradicated and decimated now decimation is a common phrase in English nowadays but in the good old days of Rome to be decimated was to be beaten to death by 10 soldiers. It was a military term in the Roman armies. We're going to get decimated on the glory by 10 legions of angel armies. And all that's going to be left is the divine part of you. false christianity is like pamper my soul real christianity decimation decimate we pray you get decimated by angel armies in jesus name they run from the decimation you know why they like soulless christianity Last night, Holy Ghost showed me a bunch of people who have left the glory realm because they love witchcraft. And he showed me this people so I could pray for them and also call it out publicly, not by name, because we don't do that, because we see it all the time, but to understand why people stop flowing in the river. Many of them never even started. Many of them put their toes in and are like, that's weird. I'll go back into my soul. But a lot of these people, they come in, they put their toes in the river, they put their toes in the glory. They experience a the substance of heavenly reality that they've never experienced before. So contrary to the witchcraft of religion that it's weird to them. You know the animals think the glory is weird, but they're fascinated and they come to the ark anyway. They're drawn in two by two, seven by seven, into the weirdness of God. No, God is extremely weird and he's not ashamed to call his people weird. It's written in the word. We are a peculiar people. Peculiar means weird. Because we're so different from the natural realm. Natural minded people, I tell you what, they think those who live in the spirit are bizarre. I can't figure it out. I've been watching you for five years and I still don't understand what you're doing over there. I don't know how to get drunk on the spirit. I just don't get this weird ministry. Do you really believe in God or are you making fun of religion? Both. I mean both, man. First and foremost, you gotta get the intelligence of the Spirit pumping through your spirit, because a carnal mind comprehends not the things of the Spirit, for they are spiritually discerned, it is written. A natural man can never understand, ever hearing never understanding ever seeing never perceiving otherwise they would come to a saving knowledge of the glory of god amen it is written jesus said that in the red letters a natural man will not get my gospel (laughs) the lamb of god proclaimed it 2000 years ago on earth you have to be spiritually regenerated you can't be carnally degenerated because that's what we were and that's what we're wrestling against, you know? The carnal degeneration. The de-evolution of living after the flesh. <laughs> Having a consciousness based on externalism is a de evolution of God's original creation. It took angel like beings, Adam and Eve, and made them like the animals. Not my opinion. Romans 1 They chose to bear the image of animals. That's what it says in the Bible. By choosing the external realm, they bore the images on their faces of birds, beasts, and reptiles and detestable idols that they had made in the image of their gods. Gods that we have not known. Gods that you were not created to know. You know, knowing means having spiritual encounters with the enemy. You are not meant to know in intimacy with idolatry the soul is meant to live burnt up crucified by Christ in the glory realm and we're gonna burn away the enemies of the righteous the Bible says oh, let's read it here Matthew 13 we'll start in verse 42 because this is a really really fun one and we'll cast them into the furnace of fire yes that's not all it gets worse where there will be weeping wailing and grinding of teeth oh hallelujah oh gee that's not the jesus i know my little blanky jesus Well, the real Jesus says there'll be grinding and wailing and weeping of teeth. You need the real Jesus today, the one that has consequences for sin. The one that hates witchcraft and sorcery, that even prefer, performs miracles, that real Jesus that doesn't tolerate soulishness, where the goat can masquerade as the spirit, he will violently and viciously correct you and confront you and call you an animal. He says, it is not right to give the children of god's food to the dogs can you believe the audacity of jesus christ calling these people these precious people dogs in the bible i mean you just feel people's hearts going oh god get me back into my fake jesus not the jesus that calls people dogs i tell you what there's an animosity towards the animal and false christianity is kindness to the animal that we are wrestling against right now most people have encountered a christianity that has a kindness to soulishness we've dealt with it every single day in ministry this is why so few can walk with us they get offended because you are force-fed hand-fed by bad teachers a soulish Christianity that allows the animal to live. You can live soulishly. You can live selfishly. God can bless your animal. Christianity is an addition to your soul for your soul to have a better life. That's the false gospel, guys. It's that mixture that Christianity has added unto you instead of you burnt on an altar and added unto God that has deceived the whole world. That's called potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. Babylon the Great, the word Babylon, you know it means confusion, but it's a term for religion of the soul and it's only for believers. Babylon the Great was created by believers. The enemy can't build it because you got to be a believer to get into revelation. It's the soulishness of believers that we're wrestling against called the civil war. This civil war is going to end with the soul going down into the spirit. And those that speak by the spirit, live by the spirit are called the prophets. And I have brought judgment upon the soul for the reward of the prophets, it is written because they live in the spirit for the spirit for the development of the original design of the Garden of Eden they got the blueprint they got the inspiration they got the visualization they understand what God is doing in this day restoring everything in every way but the soulish the Bible says the carnally minded comprehend not the things of the spirit they're ever hearing but never understanding which means if you don't put your consciousness and your soul under your spirit you could listen to the prophets the next 30 years and never understand that's what Jesus said you could be around the most spiritual people in the entire world and never get it until you give your reasoning your logic your senses your eyes your ears your nostrils your feelings your soul your flesh to the Holy Ghost in your belly and get baptized in the glory the gospel is sealed to you the gospel's optional to you you have a seared conscience these aren't things that are completely mandatory for the existence of life in your spirit to a soulish seared conscience these are o- optional suggestions but to those with a good conscience who obey the Holy Ghost, these things aren't optional. It's the only way to stay alive. It's the only way you feel the glory of God. You can't get a person discipled in the spirit to practice soulishness because they feel immediately dead when they do it. We need to feel alive as he passes through it. When we're dead, I tell you what, everyone excited in the Bible, the most excited people were the ones raised from the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead. Look at your neighbor and say, You've been raised from the dead. dead. And when your spirit knows it, your face will show it. What are the children of the resurrection? Ones who understand having been raised from the dead while in the body. Not the flesh raised from the dead flesh counts for nothing Jesus Christ red letters John 6 flesh don't no matter if you raise the flesh from the dead the warlock raises the dead the warlock can raise the dead it's true the sorcerer can raise the dead the issue is did the spirit translate the spirits the real part of you is the spirit raised not just the flesh people think dead raising and it's like my outer man raising you're deceived your inner man must rise the highway of holiness is only known to the spirit your body you get the overflow eventually but jesus christ said to the carnally minded that comprehended not the things of the spirit later on you understand at first you just gotta treasure it in your heart you know the response to some angelic wisdom that's higher than you Mary's song, and she treasured these things in her heart because her soul and her brain and the limitations of her, her humanity were incapable of comprehending the depth of the wisdom of her 12-year-old baby. Couldn't even comprehend the wisdom, the divine intelligence of this child that came out of her belly, that was so exceedingly genius, all she could do in responding to her child who is conceived of the Holy Spirit is treasure these things in her heart. That's how you get the understanding later on. Not in a soulish reaction that this don't make sense or this is weird. <laughs> is it calling the things of the glory realm of God's dimension weird because we're so earthly? We need to be soft-hearted towards the things of the Spirit that we know nothing about. Bobby Connors says we've become too familiar with a God we barely know. Way too familiar. You get the Bible, bedtime stories your whole childhood, you think you know it all by the time you're 10, but you've never even been baptized in the glory. I tell you what, our existence will shape shift. From clay to the inner contents. You know what transfiguration is, guys? Your consciousness going from the clay by revelation into the new wine. (laughs) That the spirit now is the substance in my body that has gained my mind that my mind is controlled by the spirit therefore I'm in the heavenly Jerusalem at peace with God Romans 8 it is written but if my mind is in the clay oh man completely lost controlled by the fallen angels controlled by natural elements the Bible says about the immature they're blown around by every wind What are these winds? Well, the fallen angels is what he's talking about. I make my angels winds. What do you think the fallen angels? They're still angels. Jesus called them Satan and his angels. Those are winds of doctrines, which are teachings or thoughts. That's why getting still. Yesterday, I got still for about 45 minutes or so. And you can just see these thoughts just evaporating inside my brain not necessarily bad thoughts just the influence of life thinking about you know ebay sales was that customer so satisfied to give me that five star rating you know i mean not even necessarily bad things it's just thoughts jesus christ said take no thought that's not an easy thing to do unless you can get still In in the stillness you'll find the thoughts actually begin to pop out of your head. It's like, (laughs) just distractions and worldliness. For the first 15 minutes or so, practicing stillness yesterday for 45 minutes, there was these thoughts. And I just, I know this needs to go away. And so at about the 15 minute mark, I began to physically feel them in my brain dissolve, just disintegrate. That's the annihilation, the decimation towards the thought life that we're talking about. And then the mind's just clear. And then the mind is just experiencing the glory of God. And my face started to turn numb. The glory started to shoot up my whole face like Novocaine. Lifting my hands up like this and just drinking. And I couldn't take any thought. All my thoughts were cleansed and just practicing literally 45 minutes of stillness. It's a beautiful thing. You get really quiet. Sometimes I found that it's not really easy to do in a familiar environment. I'm sure that you can find a babysitter for an hour and lock yourself up in a a completely quiet place they have these places now people tell me about it all the time i'm probably supposed to go there i've heard about it (laughs) 25 times they say it's the quietest place on earth and they built these soundproof rooms and one of the best ones on the planet is in minneapolis where it's got just like three feet of soundproofing in in every direction and a grate that walks over the soundproofing on the floor and it's so quiet that they say some people can't handle it and they just they just they just go crazy (laughs) and it's so you know 30 bucks or something and you're sitting there for an hour and it probably it just absorbs the confusion the chaos the thoughts the world just right out of your soul They had these guys from the Navy that did a year on submarines and in a submarine everything is clanking with metal underwater and it's this constant noise reverberating through your brain. So this guy is fresh out of the Navy and he put him in this room and he said it was one of the most healing experiences of his entire life. He hasn't had peace and quiet like that his entire life. And just to get in that place, get still with God with your intimate relationship with Jesus on the inside and let the river begin to work on you. And I believe there's an impartation for it even now in the sound of my voice because of what I've experienced lately in these breakthroughs in the mind realm. If you can keep your mind at peace, the Bible says you'll walk deeply in the Spirit. Romans 8 says the key to walking deep in the Spirit instead of the natural we walk in the supernatural how deep in the supernatural to the depth that your mind is at peace with god and if your mind is not at peace with god that's where you need to work that's where you need to soak somebody just put some soaking music on when the kids go to bed at night just put on soaking for an hour and just get your mind still and release the cares the thoughts all of it You'd be surprised. Just little things, little details. Jesus Christ said, catch me the foxes that spoil the vineyard. Anything that's fighting your spiritual joy is a fox. Ruining a vineyard, the vineyard is the wine of joy, the wine of love. The fruits of the Spirit that intoxicate the soul. Anything that's not amplifying it, it's a perfect peace for those that know Him. The Bible says those that know Him are kept in perfect peace peace in their minds so it's a rededication of your mind to christ and we need to do that in babylon the great (laughs) that we created out of our own soulish confusion and all of our cares and thought lives that have manifest this world when our souls become clear our world will shift around us that's the crystal clear and sparkling it's the manifestation of your spirit overriding your soul and your spirit <laughs> longs to take control of the soul. but there's a inner wrestling in here. there is there's a civil war of spirit, the regenerated part of you, the divine nature that's in your bellies versus the soul part of you that is trained oftentimes by witchcraft and so it, it involves the fallen angels greatly. This is the word of the Lord. He said, The incarceration of the lake of fire of all the fallen angels is simply done by the sanctification of the believer's souls. That's why there's resistance from the enemy when you begin to purify and transform your soul with your spirit because you are incarcerating and defeating the eternal sentence of judgment within your very soul upon the fallen angels. That's what the Bible says. She, which is soul, has become the house of every unclean spirit, which means if you purify your soul, you judge all the fallen angels automatically. That's why people don't do it, because they're inside that dimension It's not just inside your body, it's inside the dimension that the soul of Adam and Eve were created in, the soul dimension, which is the dimension of the world. That's what the world is. And since the Bible says that she, soul, is the house of every unclean spirit, all you have to do to defeat the enemy is drown your soul into your spirit. Keep building up your spirit, going after your spirit, With this level of understanding, you have so many tools in fighting your spiritual enemies. Hallelujah! Glory to God, brethren. Truth, anyhow. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to put on some background music for the surgery tonight to make everything all right because you deal with this deep stuff and the mind begins to wander people get distracted so easily the soul is so finicky you know you're pressing the issue when the mind gets distracted or goes to sleep you know when you're really young in the Lord it just goes straight to sleep you just get knocked out your soul just gets knocked out, and angels will work in that. But there's a place of maturity where you're fully conscious in the mature glory. It's called standing in the day of the Lord. In the day of the Lord, who can just rest and trance out? The immature. Truth, anyhow. In the day of the Lord, who can stand and work in the Lord with the Lord in union with his glory? The mature. It's a much higher maturity to stand and fly in the spirit in the heavy kavad that just knocks people out. (laughs) But you're going to get knocked out. You'll be taken over. (laughs) You can't hide your maturity level, which is called getting undignified. You can't deceive the Holy Spirit. You can deceive others. Can't deceive mature apostles and prophets but you deceive everyone else immature which is most believers they'll think you're more mature than you actually are the issue is just getting real and you will have to get knocked out i've been knocked out by the spirit hundreds and hundreds of times slain in the spirit hundreds and hundreds of times because i needed it because my soul is going through so much glory it short circuits the senses the circuits get broken Just like you have a breaker when there's too much power, it just flips the switch. You just get broken. I can't handle that pure light because I've been running on gray light. The soul is gray until it's fully sanctified by the river. There's only one form of sanctification. There's only one type of sanctification. The river conquering the soul amen so all the gray is gonna wash away and all the blue is gonna stand in you the blue is God's genetics the gray is the DNA your two things your genetics and DNA God's genetics is in your belly for out of your belly flows God's genetics but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost and where does it flow through it doesn't just pour out your belly. That's what Herod did because he resisted it. And worms ate his intestines. It has to go up through the heart. It has to change the DNA. What's the daily sacrifice, guys? The The New Covenant offering yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God? It's giving him more DNA. How can you have more of the Holy Spirit? The Bible promises... God will give you more. Ask and God will give you more. If you ask for fish, He'll give you more fish. If you ask for more of the Spirit, He'll give you more of the Spirit, Jesus said. You can always, every day, have more of the Holy Spirit. And that's what you need. What we need is more of the Holy Spirit. Through our DNA, (laughs) this is the place that just is clueless as an animal the DNA is fully animal you have animal DNA it's true they can test it in a laboratory it's animal DNA God Adam God did not create Adam and Eve with animal DNA that is the result of the curse of the fall it's taking your DNA which is your physical existence your brain your heart your blood we need a DNA test to see by the forensics team who committed the crime what do they do blood samples blood blood is dna you need different blood in order to live a different life and as your dna changes so will your quality of life in the glory glory to glory is your dna getting more and more of the holy spirit every day and wanting it not resisting it quenching it or grieving it but desiring more of God and less of you a lot of people they'll grow in God to a place where they're satisfied on themselves I like me at this level I have received enough of God to be blessed at this level of a human being well you're not worthy of him anyone that turns back is not worthy Once you put your hand to the plow, you keep plowing. What are you plowing through, Jesus Christ said? Plow. You're plowing through your DNA. You're plowing through your human makeup. That's why the elements need to melt with fervent heat. Someone needs to burn this thing up. The human existence has to be completely melted by the new creature's spiritual existence. Who will choose the spirit part of them and constantly burn up the animal part of them? Of these ones, he's not ashamed to call brothers and sisters these are the ones who inherit matthew 13:43. then will the righteous that's what righteousness is righteousness is practicing the new creature in your spirit by the yielding of your brain and your heart feelings righteousness is a practice we know some people practice the occult you get into a religion are you practicing that religion are you practicing that belief system well the only thing the new testament prescribes is the practice of righteousness now pharisees have told you it's just doing the right thing that's not true because no one does the right thing it's not possible in the new covenant old covenant except the spirit does it the Spirit is our righteousness. Christ has been made our righteousness. Righteousness is an impartation of the Lord Christ on the inside of your bodies. You have no righteousness of your own. It's called self-righteousness. The Antichrist. I hate it. It's the devil. Soulish righteousness is mental illness. But a yielding to Jesus's righteousness is the mind of Christ let the mind of Christ and Christ's righteousness rise in your hearts then you'll enter the rest of heaven's best because it'll be God the Father passing the test you got the same father in you that Jesus of Nazareth had in him. Now the issue is getting the DNA discipled and fathered are punished and scourged chastised which means totally burnt up burnt out which is all the worldly influence of the fallen angels pride the fallen angels religion and the fallen angels lust. Your DNA can change to the place where you can't be tempted by anything in the world. There's a place of maturity where your spirit and the God sperm genetics the part of you that can't sin. John said there's a part of you that can't sin. But the DNA is the stuff prone to sin which is fall short of the glory, have its own beliefs and interpretations of the Bible, dead work, strange fire, taking the things of God and doing it in the soul dimension these are the sorceries of Babylon the great Babylon the great means great soulishness the end times are the times of the maturity of the soul and its sorcery done in the covenant religion of Christianity versus the remnant of a remnant which we are of and so are you if you remain disciples in the river of life the remnant of the remnant that are disciples of the innermost being disciples of the river you'll either be a disciple of the soul in these days a disciple of the tree the knowledge of good and evil and it will come to a maturity of soulishness which is the appearance of God it is the appearance of God that is the Antichrist that tree had the appearance of God appearance of God is your enemy substance of God that doesn't have the appearance of God is your friend that's what faith is <laughs> Jesus came walking on water in a storm the appearance was horrible Isaiah says there is nothing about his appearance that should draw us to him that is a reference to the original sin of Eve of being drawn to appearance the sin of the eyes. The Bible says original sin was committed with the eyes in false appearance of divinity. Divine seeing, seeing in an angel of light. Seeing God, seeing Jesus, seeing the Bible in human eyes. That's the sin of of Revelation 3 that you think that you see, but it's the same divining witchcraft of sorcery that caused Eve, your mother, to fall. True story. So you gotta burn their eye sockets out with the ugly of God. We have the appearance of good. We need the ugly, because it's the foolish things that confound the wise. And people struggle with these things because they're full of Luciferian vanity. Holy Ghost is burning up Luciferian vanity in all your eye sockets tonight. He wants to set your eyeballs free from appearances. When you're set free from appearances, you've overcome one third of the entire curse of the fall. And Jesus already done it. So now it just needs to be drunk. Victories are drunk. You drink your eye sockets drunk you drink your brain sockets drunk your brain cells get so swollen with the glory cells that everything to you is just a total whiteout. there's a place of being so enraptured in the glory where you can't even get up to sin anymore i don't have the effort it's not in me you need the enemy hooting hollering 200 feet away from you about some kind of big deal It would really be amazing for your senses. We found a pot of gold with a leprechaun down here. You can go into retirement. The winning Mega Millions numbers are down here. I, workers are the angels. I can't get up. I've fallen and I can't get up into the chair of the throne of grace. And I'm not getting up. For the appearances of disgrace. We're staying in Christ, and He is our Father, Everlasting Father, Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God. That's how Isaiah knew Him. And so Jesus is your Father. You're conceived of His very genetics, the Bible says. That doesn't get much more fatherly than that, than the very of the new creature the Bible says came out of Jesus Christ and it's literal it's the literal sperma of God which is genetics of God and it came out of his loins just where children are created but he's trans he's transfigured so it's not human animal sperm okay it's God sperm God spermed is actually biblical scripture do you know that if, you're not, if you don't understand God's sperm, you don't understand how the new creatures form. A lot of times you just live in the old creature and apply Christian thoughts to it. That's every wind of doctrine. That's fallen angel Christianity. Fallen angel Christianity is on every street corner in America right now. It has nothing to do with Jesus at all. It's fallen angel activity. We need to understand God's sperm. And people get a little leery about this stuff. I tell you what, your new creature isn't leery. Your soul is because it's full of the devil. You get uncomfortable, and you get out of your skin, and the skins, your your hairs stand up on your skin when you start hearing this stuff, because the demons are getting nervous. They're getting nervous that if your spirit gets this revelation, they might get expelled from the soul, but there'll be a judgment within the soul. I tell you the truth, the transformation of the bride of Christ's soul is the lake of fire for Satan and his angels. That's why the main thing, number one thing, the devil and his liars are doing is to keep the Christians immature and not develop their spirit, get them immediately into their soul after they're converted, after they're born of the water, born of the spirit, now give them soulish religion. You know how you know it's soulish religion? Lay hands on your heart or lift your hands to heaven. <laughs> You're in soulish, cultic, false Christianity. And I know that hits you guys pretty hard because that's all that we've had. But it's not true and it's not biblical. There'll be a place where out of your belly flows rivers. So when you lay hands on your spirit, you're actually, you go right to your spirit because you're God inside minded. No one will ever bring judgment into the soul dimension of the fallen angels unless they're fully God inside minded. Which means you understand Jesus lives inside your spirit. The soulish part of you is annihilated. Another word for soul in Hebrews 4.12 is the breath. The dividing asunder of the soul, breath of life, that's what soul is, breath of life, and spirit, which is the immortal invincible part of you. The quality of your eternal life is dependent on how much your soul got burnt up by your spirit, how much your soul, your breath, got burnt up by Christ in your spirit. The new covenant is discovering the glory of the Lamb of God beyond your soul, beyond your breath. Now, when your soul is getting transfigured, that's why token the ghost works for me. Doesn't work for everyone because you haven't even discovered your spirit and how to transform your breath, which is your soul. That goes into your heart, pumps oxygen through your blood, and, and brings thoughts up and covers your brain. It's a very electrical being that even the animal is in the garden. It's all based on electricity, energy, and light. Most of which is actually darkness and for a new light of a living creature, which is your new creature in Christ, to begin to progressively transform the breath, which will be the quality of life in the soul. You look in the Garden of Eden, God breathed into Adam's nostrils, Genesis 2.10. When God breathed into Adam's soul, his soul came alive. What did we lose in the garden? Was God's quality of air inside the soul. Now he puts it in the spirit and says, you transform the air in your soul to the quality you desire in God. It's not even God's responsibility. God's now in your spirit, it's your responsibility. And those that put it all on God and say, I can't do it, they never got any revelation, so they'll perish for lack of knowledge. The Bible says you sanctify yourself and you be holy as your Father in heaven is holy. You do it by faith and believing and revelating. Revelation to understand the ability of the new creature. The new creature doesn't just die underneath the soul after it's born again like you've seen in charismatic foolishness. The new creature comes out and starts changing the breath. I'm not living in a cocoon of the air of this world, of the prince of the power of the air. I'm going to force the atmosphere around my new creature to be that of the very glory of the throne of my heavenly Father. You're terraforming your own little incubator, which is called the temple of the Holy Spirit, your bodies, 1 Corinthians 6.19. You're determining the atmosphere and the climate change. We're into climate change. Amen? Climate change is a big deal. Inside the new creature, so the climate is always the glory realm inside. Amen? Amen! Hi. Yeah! Yes! Climate change glory. Take that! Joe Biden, new creature in Christ. We're gonna create the climate that metamorphosizes the animal into a butterfly. You look around you, if you have the eyes of Jesus, it's all worms. Worms. The earth is full of worms. The valley is full of worms. You're the tree of life that cocoons them. The leaves of this tree, you know what leaves are used for? That's where the worm goes into the metamorphosis. It's a reference to transforming the nation's DNA because of your personal transformation. This thing goes viral. It's automatic. It's in the spirit because genetically you're all connected anyhow. So if you break through, it'll transfer through all creation. It'll transfer through every nation. Will you need the word? A lot less than you think. You'll actually need the river and you'll be able to do it in the invisible dimension and you can talk like God like five times in the Bible. And when they heard, God's voice it thundered. You know, Father only speaks like five times in the entire scriptures. The rest of the time is just to get us up into the Father, into that level of mountaintop glory. And then He wants you to be His Word. That means that God the Father wants to talk through you. He doesn't like to talk Himself. He likes to talk through His kids right through their hearts right through their renewed minds the whole growing up thing is learning how to talk i only speak that which my father is speaking not in my soul as the false prophet that's why they're always wrong and killing themselves but as the true prophet the spirit of elijah the river of life if you're hearing it in the depth of your belly is God it's it's really God that's the unction to function from the Holy One who knows all things if you're hearing it inside your soul it's hit or miss it's inaccuracy it's fallen in pits because you don't know if you're hearing clearly that's why you want to test every word to see if it's from God and that's so how you see if it came from a person's soul they had good intentions sometimes they're right and as we grow in the prophetic and you're all prophetic you'll get more and more accurate, which means only speaking out of your belly. And not the organs, your spirit. (laughs) Only speaking out of your spiritual stomach, that is the treasure house in the temple. There's a treasure house. The more and more you learn to speak from your spirit in your belly, the greater the treasure that comes out when you talk. (laughs) People can't recognize treasure. They didn't recognize Jesus. He's the gold man pure pure gold every word was treasure out of his mouth and it was treasure and the ones that started to get it they started to treasure his words in their hearts the bible says they treasured his words and most of them didn't they didn't treasure the words at all they let them fall by the wayside you know what happened the, the gentiles picked him up and put him in their bellies that's what happened in the first century what's happening now the christians are letting the treasures of the sons of god fall by the wayside And the un-Christians are going to pick them up and put them in their bellies. It'll be an entirely new (laughs) Christianity on this earth with mostly new people. A lot of the people that were Christian would just be exposed as witches. That they never practiced Christianity. They were always soulish. They only lived in the appearance of Christianity. (laughs) And they added the Bible to the appearance every day, which is growing in paganism. They grew in sorcery it's true they grew in the fallen angels their whole christian lives that's common guys and that should put the fear of the lord in you because that's normal out there and accepted and applauded in every church we need a people that can recognize spirit and divide it from soul for this person is living out of the new creature and it's completely contrary to the soulishness and the worldliness of man's ability to practice divinity in any way Amen. this new creature runs on the river that has nothing to do with their soul at all Amen. because your innermost being has the rivers your innermost being has God's glory in it Amen. people don't feel God's glories because they're so far removed from their own spirit Amen. I don't feel the drunkenness is because you're so caught up in paganism and witchcraft and religion and sin and selfishness and fallen angel sorcery you have been led astray that far from your own spirit. <coughs> Repentance means return to your own spirit and there you'll find Christ. <laughs> but you'll have to repent of all the stuff you filled your soul with which a lot of times is foul detestable birds. Atmospheres of the world, opinions of fallen angels, and all of it has to burn, which means you will have to burn your witchcraft scrolls in your own breath, which is in your own soul, in order to return to the pure glory of the pure river of life. This is why it's hard for Christians to repent, because we become a bunch of stuck up know-it-alls full of Christian knowledge that don't even have a relationship in the glory of God in our innermost being. We've become haughty with pride of knowledge. Oh, it's a major thing, it destroys most Christian souls. That's why you gotta stay like little children which is clay in the potter's hands. A spirit that's constantly feasting out of the Father's hand. And that spirit that God has placed in you has a different type of intelligence than the animal. It's totally different. It's liquid. It's rivers of intelligence. It's not just stagnant. It's not still. It's moving. An intelligence that moves like a river. An intelligence that cannot be controlled by soul or brain. An intelligence that surpasses the fallen angels. They'll call it stupid every day. But it's the truth. Anyhow, (laughs) and so we have grown to a place of valuing the spirit intelligence and understanding revelation in our spirit to transform the breath of our soul <laughs> amen and as spirit gets built up by faith alone in Christ you're saved by faith in Jesus Christ which is faith in the word of Jesus the words of Jesus in your spirit are what progressively save you And the Bible says you have to work out salvation with fear and trembling There's a working out of the Word in your spirit, which is the glory of God piercing the breath of the soul. And the soul, when you begin to pierce it with the spirit, begins to hurt and affect the fallen angels. It begins to slay them and strike them down. This is how principalities actually fall. Principalities don't fall by you popping out of your body and hitting them off of a cloud, and then they go down and you stand on the cloud. That's insanity. Principalities fall with the glorification of your soul possessing once again the entire universe. Oh, hallelujah. That's what Adam and Eve did. The Bible says they had dominion over all the animals. What part of the world did the fallen angels take when Adam fell? The Bible tells you the heavens. So how did Adam have the heavens and was able to give the heavens to the fallen angels? It came in the forfeit of glory in his soul which was the change of breath from the glory realm to mere animal oxygen. That's how they fell. They were stuck with oxygen. They didn't know about oxygen. They didn't have oxygen. They had glory. They were in the heavenlies. They had dominion over flesh. They had dominion over the earth. Take dominion. Yours is the heavens. The heavens are my throne. I think the son of God, Adam, had the heavens as his throne. God created them perfect, in the fullness of His glory, and they lack nothing. Now through our fallenness and our constant mistakes for 6,000 years, we have the restoration of all things, which is the universe, back into the original design, which is all in the conquering of the soul, the breath, in your brain, in your lungs, in your mouth, in your eyes, and the breath transformed by spirit, transforming the atmosphere in the soul, spirit to spirit, glory to glory, which is completely changing atmospheres. Glory to glory means that my soul has a different quality of light in the breath. That's why miracle workers can blow on someone and they get blasted and slain 20 feet back in the air. When you blow on a microphone, the breath releases that energy and electricity and everyone gets slain out. I've seen it a hundred times. It's because there's so much of the spirit inside the breath (laughs) amen so we keep transforming our souls from glory to glory by the spiriting of the lordship of the holy ghost amen Amen. it is he spiriting you away into a greater glory he's going to shake your souls and stuff's going to shake out of you Dead rotten fruit, ideas, teachings, doctrines, judgments about yourself. (laughs) Judgments about others. Judgments about me. Judgments about whatever. All your judgments will be erased. Jesus Christ said, and this is the key of Revelation in the Bible, that you judge with specks and planks in your eyes, which is soulishness. You're judging as mere men. Judge as God. Psalms 82. Because you're judging as men, you'll die as men. But if you judge as God, you'll never die because there's no death in God. It is written. Psalms 82. The issue is you're judging. Your judging is crap. Amen. Your judging is garbage. The soul judging is suicide. That's right. The glory realm just fast forwarded it and accelerated it for Judas Iscariot. And we can pick on him all day long, but there's aspects of that judgment in all of us that the glory of God is dealing with and discipling it out. So that our judgments are all river. The judgments of God are all liquid life. God is light, in him there is no darkness. Darkness is not a judge. Satan is not a judge. <laughs> Satan's often a purgatory because you can't repent of your sins. You put yourself there. A sinner puts himself in hell just like people put themselves under Satan's prison for 10 days, endure to the end, then you get the life. Because you you couldn't get the soulishness and the stupid out of the animal. When you can't get the stupid out of the animal, Paul, seven times, hands them over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. Because they're just unteachable, because there's so much stubbornness in their brains, they won't listen to anyone else except themselves. They have only self as their teacher. That's why you put yourselves in demonic prisons. If Christ can be your teacher, and Christ is only inside the human spirit, you don't ever have to go in the satanic prisons you'll walk through them, look at Paul and It's Silas. They just shake the prison bars right off. That's a type and shadow of just never being incarcerated by your own stubbornness. It's our own pride that puts us in prison, guys. Have you realized that one yet? Look in the mirror, that's the only thing holding you back. It ain't your spouse. That's a scapegoat, that's a pharisaical thing. It ain't your neighbor. The only one holding you back from knowing Jesus in a greater light is yourself and you have to take responsibility of your spiritual growth, otherwise you got that plank and speckitis. It's a disease. Pride. Pride is a disease. It's a blindness. It's a weakness. It's an infirmity of the flesh. Pride is the infirmity of flesh, okay? And it won't be forever if you can get discipled we can get the infirmity of the flesh of pride out of the soul and the glory of God to heal the soul to be a pride-free zone. You'll encounter the glory to the exact measure you're forgiven of your pride. If you are not feeling the physical manifest presence and tangible presence, it's because you have a seared conscience. It's because there's fallen angel pride in your souls. Guaranteed. And to get the fallen angel pride, it will take the sword of the spirit, the word of God, revelations of divine love, of the spirit of glory to come into your soul and attack that stuff. That's why preaching is, soon I will come to you with the sword of my mouth, Jesus Christ, red letters, and destroy that part of the soul and impart my spirit Amen. seven torches blazing of spirit into the soul the transfiguration oh, of the soul comes through violence Amen. Yeah. violence the sword yeah. of the spirit The sword working in the soul. Each room of the soul, of the circumcision of the heart of the soul, comes forth by the word of God attacking the creatures that are occupying those seven interior castles. Kindness towards those creatures means the soul cannot be transformed, guys. Kindness don't work towards demons. Kindness works towards the spirit. It's the spirit fruit of kindness, so it has to be in spirit. Kindness of spirit towards soul is kindness towards devils. Amen. It's kindness towards Satan. And that's why the false church is full of it. Gentleness and kindness towards the soulishness is embracing Satan in Christianity. And he's everywhere. That's why a false father's sorcery, soulishness, using the gifts for self, all this stuff, and it has not prepared us for the days of Noah because we've been nice to demons. Psalms 82 says the same thing. You tolerate the persons of the wicked. Who? The covenant people tolerating the wrong spirits in the soul. We come with the sword of the spirit. Paul says, I will come with the sword. I will come with the word of God preaching to you the gospel and its glory into the soul. And we will burn that stuff out of the heart. We will burn that stuff out of the mind. We will burn that stuff right out of your bodies. It's a baptism of fire. At first the Spirit, then the fire. The Spirit's nice and gentle just washing through you. Then guess what? A progressive baptism that's not nice and gentle. Fire is violent. Fire burns everything. Jesus Christ's entire mission is to bring fire into the earth and burn everything. That means that everything will be destroyed by Jesus Christ's fire and there will be a new earth and a new heavens through the violence of His righteousness, which is the fire of the high priest of the new covenant. The true apostolic witness of the fire of God that destroyed and burned up death in the grave will also burn up everything everywhere. The same fire that raised the Lamb of God from the dead will burn every realm of the dead On the earth which is the valley of the shadow of death death will be destroyed by the believers baptism of fire when they embrace it first in themselves and win this civil war then you'll win this great war you ain't gonna win this great war against the sons of Satan everywhere six million of them that are discipled by the fallen angels that know they are the sons and daughters of fallen angels. Even the sons and daughters of fallen archangels in the highest ranking positions like the billionaire groups. They're sons and daughters of archangels that fell from heaven. That is what you're dealing with. And you cannot defeat that level of wickedness out there until you deal with it in here. And then it's automatic out there. Where well, we, we have been to bewitched, you guys, This is it. Where we've been bewitched is trying to deal with it on the outside before we deal with ourselves on the inside. It's called self-righteousness. It is total immaturity. You can't be more thorough. You can't be too thorough in dealing with the inner man. You can't. Because the more you deal with yourself in your own mirror, looking and seeing in a mirror, the reflection of God, the more you're changed inwardly, which is the more outpouring through internal transformation. This is how you defeat it on the outside. The Christians have been doing it. Totally backwards. Totally backwards. And the the fundraising, the giving, the support is totally flipping backwards. It has to be towards the internal transformation. Then you have the outpouring of Ezekiel 47 from the temple that the Bible says is the believer's body. If you are not investing in the internal transformation of the temple, you're not even funding the kingdom of heaven. You're funding some kind of Esau Ishmael work of the flesh of the outside world. The Bible says, greater is he that's in you, which you're you're funding, this is where the support, the energy, the focus needs to be amongst the remnant. The bewitched will be bewitched. They'll just be looking at the outside stuff, doing stupid stuff. But for those that are revelatory, those that are prophetic, this is essential in the coming days that your focus be on the internal transformation of the civil war of your own spirit and soul. You win the war out here by winning the war in here. If you are trying to win out here against stuff out here, you're already defeated because that's not how it works. You incarcerate and condemn all that is in the world. This is how we raise the standard like the days of Noah, by incarcerating it and condemning it in your own soul, which takes great humility to recognize and separate your spirit from this body and to use this body as an ability to judge the fallen angels. Jesus Christ used his servant body to take sin to the cross. And where was Satan defeated? At the cross, meaning he used his body to destroy Satan and his angels. If you are not using your flesh, your body, your soul to defeat the fallen angels, you have forfeited the even purpose of why God created you with a human body. Hello! The purpose of it is to destroy the works of the devil and you have that ability in you if you have the revelation, the activation, the understanding, the prophetic anointing imparted into you, that we are imparting into you, you can use that servant body to bring great transformation to your nation. And that's what's going to happen anyhow. We just desire more people to understand these new covenant promises. This is truth. Amen. It will work. It will work as you work on this soul. How do we take her down? Separate your own soul, your own breath, from your spirit. They're, they're different. The Bible says they're totally, completely different. Gwen Shaw called it the fine line. The fine line. It's Jesus writing on the sand. Dividing soul from spirit. There's a division. Jesus is spirit. That's why he was Weos. He's the only Weos mentioned in the New Testament, child of God. There was a Weos from babyhood. At six months old, he was Weos because he was always Spirit, because he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Now you have a soul and a body, and your spirit inside your soul is conceived, but the conquering of your soul is growing into becoming pure Jesus Christ spirit, which is real Weos That your soul is as totally conquered as your spirit was the day you were born again. And that your face and your words and your actions are an exact mirror of your perfect god sperm spirit in word and deed. That's what they said about the Messiah, that in word and deed he was perfect. Perfect, in word, perfect indeed. A man of righteousness, it is written, so that the flesh and the soul, the brain, the face, and the heart are always exactly controlled by the spirit and look like the spirit and are faithful to the mirror image of the spirit which is the exact likeness of deity Hebrews chapter 1 the out brilliance of the light being how do you become an out and brilliance how do you get into this right here Matthew 13:43 then will the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with God, shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father, shining forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father. It's your spirit conquering your soul. Woo! Yeah your spirit will shine forth. But if your consciousness, if your brain doesn't go lower than your heart, your soul can never shine forth like the sun. It's sorcery. That's what witchcraft is. Sorcery and witchcraft is the soul pretending to be divine. It's mental illness. That's why there's so much mental illness in all religions, but especially Christianity. Because it's the soul as a pretender that's what the pharisee hypocrite the play actor is it's the soul pretending to be divine it's fake that's how, that's how you're a fake christian goats tares and foolish virgins soulish it's the spiritual The ones undignified, usually the ones with no people pleasing, the ones that seem rash or harsh, when they're just real and raw and wriggling. We've gone through this process and they don't deal with soulish sorcery. They don't tolerate witchcraft of the soul realm pretending to be Christ, because that's the Antichrist. You know, I think angry at the Antichrist is a little bit healthy. It's okay to be angry at the devil you have hated wickedness and loved righteousness you have hated soulishness and loved spirit therefore God your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your fellow kings so there is an understanding of wisdom that kills the beasts to kill something you gotta kind of be pretty mad at it don't you Yeah, I am so angry at the soulishness that I've killed the beast. (laughs) David Hogan says, and if you're not angry at the devil, then you're not happy with the Holy Spirit. And it's not just work yourself up into a frenzy rage. It's an actual destruction of the soulishness of your wicked hearts. And not the embracing that my heart is a good one it's the it's the coddling of the fallen angels that you're dealing with when a person will not annihilate decimate with 10 roman soldiers their own heart oh hallelujah so in order to get satan out of christianity we have to burn up our hearts with our own spirits and we're gonna do it and it's ugly work because the devil has really infiltrated christianity majorly It's everywhere. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. This is his main strategy is to so corrupt the New Covenant religion that people don't even know what Christianity is anymore. And honestly, if it were not for the prophets and apostles who are born of the Spirit, sent from the Spirit, he would have perfected it so that no one would have ever been God inside minded ever again, that we'd go back to an old covenant of building systems like the Jews and never have a new covenant of your bodies being the temples of the holy spirit and we're that close because of the fighting the prophets and apostles christianity came that close to becoming totally irrelevant and carnal and religious and most of it has and all be burned up and there'll be a new expression that will come forth through the prophetic and the apostolic in these days that'll be fully eternal garden of eden with no temporary shadows of the natural realm. No types and shadows. No buildings made by human hands. A Jerusalem without walls. A transfigured Jerusalem. A Jerusalem that is the bride of Christ. The Jerusalem that is the spirit of the bride glorified with no soulishness. Just pure spirit waters pouring through the seven interior castles. The glorification of the soul is at hand. This is how you defeat the enemy worldwide. Glorify the soul. Glorify the soul. Teach spirit. Pour revelation into spirit. And be violent in fire in the baptism of fire towards soul. This is how you'll actually permanently change the world according to God's will. This is what we need mainstream believers to get into, decimation of soul, resurrection of spirit. It will be costly. The flakes will manifest like crazy. You'll you'll discover all kinds of witches in the congregation, false brethren everywhere, selfishness everywhere, people harboring all kinds of sin and idolatry in their tents just like the first promised land joshua and caleb go in and people started to manifest what was in their hearts hoarding in their tents fear lies all kinds of divisions making covenants with the realm of the dead all this stuff is for your wisdom purposes to stay clean in the spirit the spirit is our cleanness those who have white garments shall walk with me, Jesus Christ said. They shall walk with me in white. What does white mean? It means spirit has conquered heart and brain. That's it. The only way you walk with him in white is if you conquered soul, heart, and brain. If your spirit has conquered the breath and the mind, you'll walk with him in white. If not, you won't walk with him in white because you have gray. It's gray matter. You're not walking with him in gray. Jesus isn't in the gray. We're in the gray, and we're burning the gray up with teachings of the glory, the knowledge of the glory, the white, the white of Jesus, the white eagle, the white dove, the white throne judgment seat of Christ. These judgments are towards the gray that are only inside Christian believers and even charismatic believers. You have to be spiritual to embrace the white throne. You don't get more spiritual than that. That's as spiritual as it gets. That's the pinnacle of spirituality is the white throne judgment seat of Jesus Christ, the second Adam of life-giving spirit. Yeah. That's as spiritual as it gets. So the soulishness in the gray is under judgment. And the fastest way to grow is letting those judgments towards the DNA, those judgments towards the breath, getting undignified, getting vulnerable. And some were suffered public humiliation <laughs> You know, I, I've suffered public humiliation a hundred times in ministry. But you know what? The public humiliation, which is a rejection of worldliness yeah. and an embrace of Father God's glory. <laughs> Amen. That's well, it's totally biblical. Yep. I mean, Jesus Christ hung naked on a cross. You're not going to have to hang naked on a cross, but there will be prophetic acts that will get you undignified out of the clay of the outside into the sacred contents of the spirit on the inside which is how your brain gets set free you're transfigured by the renewing of your mind from your mind being on the outer clay which is demonic influence into the inner ointment the sacred ointment hallelujah the anointing oil will pull your brain into your spirit and you will have the mind of christ but if your mind's on the clay just forget about it you're going to go around the mountain katie's party a wander in the wilderness of your own soul with all your own opinions and ideas of self-righteousness another hundred years, and you won't make it. you have problems, mental illness, you would be delusional, you go off as a lone ranger, everyone's wrong except me. <laughs> you know, we've seen that a hundred times. How about we get into the river and we understand the river is our righteousness. Everyone's wrong except the river of life. There's nothing right about me except the river of God flowing through me. Out of your belly flows God. God is righteousness. You gotta get out of the self-righteousness, the clay-mindedness, the clay righteousness, the creature righteousness, the heart, soul, information, knowledge, righteousness is an abomination of Satan and his angels and the knowledge, good and evil. And we get into the liquid righteousness of getting the whole heart and mind undone from the world. And we you begin to float around in the sauce within, it begins to get brighter and brighter in there because you're growing in humility because your righteousness is now based on a river that's gifted to you and not by anything you've done in the clay on the outside realm. Understand that the glory realm is a gift on the inside. You just progressively learn for your brain and your heart to enjoy it inside the body, inside the clay, and then your cup will overflow with the works of the glory. I don't want my works. I don't want your works. We don't need human works. We want the works of God's glory. His glory does all the works. Jesus Christ said, it's the glory in me, the Father of glory in me, who's doing the works. But if the brain and the heart are attached to the outside, you'll never have true works. You just have false works, irrevocable, gifted works, all kinds of human nonsense everywhere, division everywhere, until we have a rock solidness in the spirit of glory that has conquered our hearts and brains. Then we'll have unity of the brethren. Then we'll have one expression of God on earth through one Bride of Christ with many members of all nations in the same Spirit, in the same understanding, which is a blazing torch. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord blazing through all of our crucified with glory souls. Crucified with Christ. Crucified with the fire. You've been baptized in the Spirit. You need to be crucified now in the fire of His glory, which is the total decimation of your consciousness connected to the world. And your consciousness will be decimated to only being connected to the kingdom of God. And then you'll stop lying because you started frying. And now you'll be always flying with the great white eagle. Not on his back like one who has no divine nature, but side by side, equally yoked to him with spiritual ability. (laughs) He doesn't want just a baby. He wants someone who knows how to live and move and have their being in the same Father with the same ability. And you will learn because the Holy Spirit is a great teacher and He's raising up great teachers and prophets and apostles in this day to accurately tell you God's ways so that you'd be just like Jesus Christ in every way, every day. Hip, hip, hooray! (laughs) Amen! amen Amen. thank you Jesus for a people coming out of the clay that mud that dust of the earth into the pure (laughs) priceless glory you can't even put a price on this glory guys this is priceless light our salvation Salvation is a light spectrum. Jesus Christ said, I'm the light of the world. The salvation, the price of Shekinah light, the price of the word beaming in our spirit, priceless. This is beyond cost beyond billions beyond trillions the price of that light in your spirit is so priceless you can't even fathom how valuable it is and it is valuable and it will walk on gold as streets of billion dollar streets the bible says because of how much more valuable that light in your spirit is over all the natural realm of stars and sands they will melt under the glory of your priceless spirit as we have a greater union with more Holy Spirit flowing out of our spirit consuming our souls every single day it will transform the world around us into a new heavens and earth that serve us that are happy and rejoice in us the Bible says all creation longs for the sons of God to be revealed so that they may rejoice be exceedingly glad To be fried in the glory, in other words. The creation longs to burn in the joy of the bright glory of heaven and God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's going to come through the believers that redeem creation and restore creation back into the glory. But it first has to be restored in the most important part of creation. In His sons and daughters. In us. And it hasn't yet at all we've started but we're just getting started guys as we finish this work he's the author and finisher of our glorification he is faithful to finish what he started in the glory in you all you gotta do is stay a child stay teachable stay open-minded to what the spirit's gonna do stay in the bible stay hungry for god don't get complacent don't get worldly don't leave the river stay around the most prophetic apostolic people find a community of people of apostolic prophetic zeal for the glory realm God inside minded I'm telling you and it gets easier when you surround yourself with people with the same vision of success but if you're around worldly people just forget it you've destroyed your life already by choosing to be around losers you need to be around resurrectors the children of the resurrection will take their places as the angels in heaven and rule from the angelic sphere with their inner man perfected and their outer man on earth but the limitations of their outer man will be expanded adam and eve weren't just limited to having a body they could teleport it all over the place at the speed of thought because their thought life was so pure their body would follow the purity of their spirit that's the key to translation transportation moving at the speed of thought teleportation flying physically through the air like ezekiel and jesus christ in the bible elijah flew all the time the bible says Elijah was flying around the mountaintops all the time in a chariot of fire you know all you need to do that is a totally pure a perfect conscience. I don't even think Elijah had a perfect conscience. I think he only had a good conscience. With a good conscience, you could teleport from mountain to mountaintop. Perfect consciousness is a totally different level of transfiguration that Elijah is working on this generation to produce in our spirit. And we're coming coming along for the ride. We've signed up for it. We said yes. We're here to be decimated, decimated with the glory. baptism of fire is true decimation of soul of spirit of brain of bones of eyeballs and five physical senses in a greater fire every day amen we just yield to the fire as our father thank you for transforming our souls renewing our minds with a greater fire This second half of August than ever before thank you father for anything you want to do that pleasures you you do it with this people We volunteer in the day of your power to be your guinea pigs of the fire of God. We're just in the petri dish of our chemist father, and we say, Father God, you have permission to experiment with us. You know, you just get your will out of the way to anything God wants to do through your life, and he'll use you big time. But if you come with prerequisites, it's got to look a certain way. Don't embarrass me in front of my friends and family. Don't embarrass me at the workplace just forget about it you're not ready to be a disciple but we're ready to be disciples in this place have your way father in our lives we pray holy spirit we worship you as our heavenly father you are not far away you're closer than the air we breathe you're everything holy ghost you're all we need for transfiguration for eternal life spiritually mentally morally and physically for a new earth and a new heavens holy ghost you're more than enough we acknowledge your ability in this place as more than enough to completely transfigure us in every way to glorify us and to give the lamb his great rewards through this bride in jesus name we ask holy spirit that you increase through us convict us in areas that need to be cleaned up raise us up wash the sin off of us, wash the religion and stubbornness, wash our sins away, and raise us into a higher and higher glory place to know you in a kingly dignity and resurrection power in our spirit burning through our hearts and brains. Not in a one-time rapture, not in a one-time ecstasy, but in a constant outpouring of that elevation in which you've raptured us to. In Jesus' name, we pray for rapture. Amen. Every single spirit be raptured by the Holy Ghost up through their heart and brain into new elevations by the goodness of God towards undeserving human beings, just passive-dependent recipients of rapture. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you guys. It's going to be a fiery week. Really looking forward to it. Greater fire than ever before. If you got anything you need to burn up just come closer to the fire with your heart and mind desire the fire open your heart to the fire and just give everything in your life to the fire of God amen give a fiery offering if you want a fiery week RedLetterMan.com. click the links in the description show God you're serious and you're not playing games that you mean business Jesus watched at the temple to see who is serious by their financial offerings in the Bible hallelujah bless each giver as they give speak to them about financial giving in partnership with red letter ministries and bless them angelically after the order of melchizedek let storehouses and breakthroughs and heavenly places and windows begin to open for them as they partner the power of their natural dimension their money with the glory dimension and begin to fuel the works of the glory realm partnering their finances with the glory realm in red letter ministries bless them in jesus mighty name amen Amen. Amen. glory (laughs) 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 thank you jesus
2: Holy Ghost is keeping me alive. Well, I got it and I know it and it's keeping me alive. It's keeping me alive. alive. It's keeping me alive. Well, I got it and I know it and it's keeping me alive. Holy Ghost is keeping me alive. Well, I got it. Got it. Got it. got it. Got it. I got it. I got it. I can't explain something about that whole
1: ghost.
2: I can't explain but I've got it, well it's all over me and it's keeping me alive, keeping me alive, keeping me alive, alive. well it's all over me and it's keeping me alive, my ghost is keeping me alive. It's all over me and it's keeping me alive. Keeping me alive, keeping me alive. All over me and it's keeping me alive. Holy ghost is keeping me alive. Well, I've got it and I know it. It's keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. Well, I've got it and I know it. It's keeping me alive. Holy Ghost is keeping me alive. Oh, I got it and I know it. Keeping me alive, keeping me alive, keeping me alive. Well, I've got it and I know it, and it's keeping me alive. The well, Holy Ghost is keeping me alive. Oh, I've got it and I know it, it's keeping me alive. Keeping me alive, keeping me alive. Well, I've got it and I know it, and it's keeping me alive. Holy Ghost is keeping me alive. I've got it.
1: I've
2: got it. i 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 about got it. i i can got it. i Something about the Holy Ghost. I can't explain. Something about the Holy Ghost. I can't explain. Something about the Holy Ghost. I can't explain. But i got it.